Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh, the Oscars happened last night. It's um, Hollywood's biggest award show. And to be even invited is a privilege. So, we wanted to take a look at a couple of Minnesotans who were at the Oscars last night. Yeah, so everybody in the state of Minnesota anyway loves when we find Minnesota connections. And whenever there's a local angle, hashtag, um, it's always fun to point them out. And there were a couple that I noticed last night. And by far, I, I went Googling to see if I could find like a full list because I'm like, surely there are plenty of Minnesotans connected right. to last night's Oscar whether they were working in the different productions for the films that were nominated and or won, or if they were part of the crew or if they were part of the production for the telecast itself. I'm like, clearly I know there were going to be some Minnesota crossovers, but there were two in particular that uh, I came across while I was watching the telecast and thought, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about the Minnesotans among us, shall we? Um, Now, the first, which I think are a bunch of people already knew, but maybe you didn't know about James Hong. James Hong, of course, in Everything Everywhere All at Once and literally everything else, because I think he's got well over 600 credits producer, to his name. Uh, yeah, he's he's the executive producer, right? No, he was uh, he actually well, he might have been an executive. Was he the executive producer? Um, he starred in the movie. He plays the dad. Oh, oh, yes. OK, sorry. Um, he plays the dad. He's uh, also literally been in almost every television show at some point. Right. Since like the 1950s and movies and has a just incredibly expansive career. And I. I was reminded again of his Minnesota connection because yesterday I watched a interview that he did for CDS Sunday morning. I don't think it was this week's episode, but if you just go to YouTube and type in James Hong, everything, everywhere, all at once, um, you'll probably find that in interview on CBS Sunday morning. And he talks about growing up in Minneapolis. He was actually born here in Minneapolis in 1929. And, um, you know, got his start acting locally and that took off after, I believe it was after his military service is when he went off to California. And that's when, you know, because he had gotten the acting bug, then he made it big in Hollywood and has been there since literally the 1940s. Oh my gosh. And just cool. Like whenever, you know, to see him talk about Minneapolis, to see him talk about his connection, his dad actually ran a bunch of restaurants in and around downtown Minneapolis, um, one of which actually went on to be the gay 90s. Before it turned into the gay 90s, it was another um, bar, nightclub, but there must have been a restaurant attached because it's like a huge complex, right? Right. Uh, But his dad ran that restaurant. There were a couple of other restaurants, and I just thought, it's always fun when you're sitting there going, hey, that guy's from here. He's one of us. (laughs) Yes, yes. And And also, he's just one of those humans that... We forget, I don't want to say we forget about, but like certainly an actor that we all maybe are familiar with and don't fully appreciate the fact that he has been on this planet doing the thing that he loves 
probably more than most people in Hollywood. Oh, right. And like there is an incredible amount of wisdom and insight and experience and memories that he had. It was just a joy and a treat to listen to him. I should give you the link so that we can put that up online to listen to the interview. And he just seems like an outgoing, fun guy. And he's like 93. He's 93. He's in a, <laughs> like the biggest movie of the year. I was just trying to calculate, you know, I'm or not really great the with most, math. Uh, the uh, the uh, movie that won the most Oscars last night. So yes. anyway, James Hong right up there. Minneapolis' own. And you discovered someone else, uh, even a closer connection to you, Bradley. Well, yeah, I didn't even know. So the other Minnesota connection, and by the way, if you know of any other Minnesota connections, because I don't want to leave Minnesotans out. Oh, good. Who? Pete Doctor. Who's that? Who did Soul. He was the producer during the pandemic, that beautiful animated film. Hopefully you saw it about the music teacher who um, dies too soon. No, I don't becomes, know that. He goes to to heaven and then he helps souls move through. It's such a beautiful movie. I, I, I'm anyway, s- sad to admit I don't know that. And but... also Up was his movie as well. So oh, Pete okay. Doctor. He's won three Oscars. Oh my God, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I did not know that. Uh, the other person who was at the Oscars last night who has a Minnesota connection, Denai Guerrera. And so... Our own Chris Hewitt, and I say our own because he's a frequent guest of Lori and Julia, but you know him from, of course, his coverage in the Star Tribune. He mentioned Mm. that uh, Denai is a Mac grad. She went to McAllister, which is where I went to college. And she I don't think we were there necessarily at the same time, but around the same time. And I felt embarrassed that I didn't know uh, (laughs) that she went to McAllister. And she's not, you know, people would know her most recently from her work in Wakanda Forever. And you would also know her from her iconic look last night. She had this beautiful gown on. And this, you know, incredible hairdo. An I mean, updo it, that was like, like the, the higher the hair. All updos. The higher the hair. Uh, she was she was there last night. But you would not only know her from Wakanda, which is, I think, the first time I uh, came to know her work. But you, Don, you actually noticed that she has also been in like every episode oh, of wa- the, uh, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. She's Michonne from The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I, so. I never watched that series, but like, so she's been acting since I think roughly like the early 2000s. Right, right. And she's just so good in both roles there. And I'm sure many others that we just haven't looked into, but that's so cool. So she probably was at college the same time as you. And you were sort of in and around theater people, right? No, I didn't. Well, oh, I had didn't? I had some friends that were in the theater program, but oh. she was not somebody. Uh, if she was in the theater program at that time, I don't think she was necessary. I don't think her undergrad, according to Wikipedia, wasn't um, theater. But okay. that doesn't mean I wouldn't have. I mean, we had like hundreds of people. Not she probably thousands. made a better choice. Than theater. <laughs> um, I'm she, a theater major, so I feel like she I can did say go that. on to get her like MFA, I mm. think, in New York. Um, but yeah, it's just fun. When, again, when you see, you know, somebody from, you know, where you grew up or somebody from your hometown sort of right there on the red carpet in Champagne, Hollywood. Yeah. Champagne carpet last night, for sure. It's it's it was just a delightful, a, de- a delightful surprise. And to then learn about her. And I'm sure everybody who went to Mac is like, you know, going crazy. And you to just see figured her. it out. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw this. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, yes. Did anybody call with their connection? No, we don't oh have gosh, any calls I'm or so connections. Surprised. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any. And I imagine some will roll in because 
the thing I know about Minnesotans is we love to toot our own horns. And go look. And deny, I should say, she went to Mac, but she's originally, I think, from Grinnell. So just down south. Okay. But we won't acknowledge, you know, we won't focus on the Iowa connection. <laughs> okay. Everybody so. will try to claim her now, <laughs> yes, of course. Exactly. Oh, cool. So let's talk about, um, unless we get some calls here, the champagne carpet. People were angry about that because it wasn't the traditional red carpet. Why were they angry? Well, I mean, they just, people want to find things to be angry about all the time. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, if it's something different, they're going to be angry about it. I thought it was really pretty, but, you know. I honestly did not know until somebody on social media pointed it out. Like, we watched the red carpet because I don't, I mean, it's just the red carpet is a thing, right? Like, whether it's champagne or blue. Right. um, It's so iconic. Uh, You know, I don't know. But what if you are, like, your whole life, like, you wanted to be on the red carpet? And then you're on the champagne I would champagne bring some carpet, carpet with me. <gasps> a little carpet square. Yeah. Was it all champagne? I feel like it was. Any any of the... I watched a, quite a bit of the um, the red carpet <laughs> interviews. It seemed like it was all champagne or just at least the ones that I saw. Yeah, maybe I it turned in... Maybe and also, it blended into red. I don't you'd know. love to know. I don't know what the reason is. Surely a little digging could probably get us the answer. But I, I don't know why they chose. And has it changed before? Like, I literally had not paid any mind until people started pointing out the only thing I could think that made um, sense in terms of like why you would not want to change it is like people would coordinate their their looks to the red carpet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, this dress totally clashes with the champagne carpet. And that's where all the photos are being taken. Right. So right? like Jamie Lee Curtis had on a beautiful champagne outfit. Yeah, and it she was said, like, oh, she said it matched her drapes. <laughs> she goes, sadly, tonight's red carpet matches my drapes. And I was like, what does she mean? Champagne? What? Yeah. Champagne drapes. Okay. That's right. And the Vanity Fair carpet for that party was blue. So see, well, poor red carpet. It's like, come on. Well, I just think champagne carpet. If you have any, um, I don't know, you can spill. champagne carpet. Sounds like pee stains. It, honestly. Sa- <laughs> it sounds like something that's hard to uh that's hard to clean, you know, <laughs> spot clean. Yeah. Because, you know, they have to roll that up and put it somewhere. Uh, do you think it'll make an appearance next year? Um, Probably not. It'll probably yeah, be. They'll sell it to the so. Golden Globes. Hey, when we come back, we haven't even talked about Jimmy Kimmel yet and how he did at the Oscars last night. Should we talk about Jimmy Kimmel's performance? Yes. All right. We'll do that when we return right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We were in the audience at the Oscars last night. We were feet feet on our couch. Feet sillers. What? That's instead of seat fillers. Oh, feet fillers. Feet fillers. Um, yeah, we were filling seats on our couch. (laughs) That's correct. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel hosted the Oscars last night, and you know Chris Rock last year. uh, That was a unfortunate situation he was in and uh, we all watched it go down and I think that the Academy Awards, the Oscars they just wanted people to feel safe. Jimmy Kimmel does jokes every night on his show and uh, we can count on him to make us feel comfortable but also not as edgy as some others but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, no, he was great. I thought he did a great job last night. I mean, he showed up to do a job he did the job he didn't try to like create a new job or mm-hmm. take us all off why we were there. Right. Right. Like sometimes people think I gotta like really 
No, you don't have to do anything different. There's a reason we've been showing up for 95 years for this experience. That's right. Even though we weren't really showing up for all those 95 years. (laughs) But um, I really thought it was pretty funny the way he addressed the slap from last Mm. year. Absolutely. Kind of blamed the audience a little bit for not... uh... Oh, yeah. That's the thing, right? When you're in in a group of Hollywood people, you have to, like, give them a little bit of... Uh, grief because right. the audience watching that's what he was speaking to right like yeah. that was that was a genius move i think on his i part. think so too i think we have a clip in here um of that moment we know this is a special night for you we uh want you to have fun we want you to feel safe and most importantly we want me to feel safe so we have strict policies in place if anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor <laughs> and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. <laughs> Sit there and do absolutely nothing. Oh and that's what you gosh. love about him. The audience loves him. Right. And so they'll take his grief. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the audience at home is like, yeah, because you guys did nothing. Yeah. Right there. And they're like, ha 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 ha. We did nothing. It's like, like, yeah, you really didn't. So (laughs) I loved, loved, loved that part. Uh, He also did some audience bits, which were pretty cute. Uh, He was working the crowd and basically had some stupid questions for some of the actors in the audience. And, uh, pretended that they were from, uh, you know, just normal people at home. I think we have a clip of that. And uh, the next question is from Joey Perello from Las Vegas for Colin Farrell. (laughs) Haven't seen Joey in years. Well, Joey would like to ask you, he said, Colin, I loved your performance in the Banshees of Inishiran. My question is, what were you saying in the movie? I'd like him to go on YouTube and check out SNL last night, and he'll have a good idea. And that way he'll figure it out? <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. And I apologize for Joey. That's, uh, if you and the donkey go out after, text me, okay? <laughs> they did bring the... They brought the donkey! Yeah, the I was like, is that donkey. the same donkey? I don't think that's the same donkey. You don't think so? Do you think they put that donkey on a plane just for the Academy Awards? No, they- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Got a stand-in donkey. Of course they did. Come on. Uh, I, no, I thought he did a great job. Those are always, those, those kind of moments I'm always like, okay, well, we got to do something fun and clever. But mostly because they're doing like a, a stage change. Yes. So they have to take the 
the cameras out into the audience and do something. Yes. And of course, the cocaine bear showed up yeah. with Elizabeth Banks. That was hilarious. Also, poor Elizabeth Banks. There was something wrong oh. with her throat. I was like, girl. She sounds real we, raspy. We need, to, we need to get her a, a uh, Ricola or something. <laughs> man, I just kept thinking the whole time. This is how my brain works. When Elizabeth Banks was doing, I don't remember which award she gave out, but her and the cocaine bear show up. Oh, it was for uh, effects. And a guy actually dressed as a bear showed up, which was hilarious. She was hilarious, like, this is right? what cocaine bear would look like without if, the without effects. Spe- or, yeah, yeah pra- <laughs> or special effects. Um, when she was giving the award and she actually announced the award and said those people's names, I was like, oh, my God, if you were like if you won that award that she yeah. announced yeah. and you'd be replaying that clip over and over again, because, you know, that's like the biggest night of your life career wise. Right. You'd just be like, oh, God, she's saying my... Because it would be like... Bob McCracken. Everybody to Bradley is Bob McCracken. Yeah, well, he doesn't it's just know my go-to name. name, Bob McCracken. I'm just saying whoever won, right? Like, yeah. forever of all time, like, let's replay the moment you won an Academy Award. There's a bear. Yeah. It's Bob McCracken. Because her voice just kept cutting out, and yeah. I felt so bad for her. Yeah. She needs to get that throat stuff Let's in. see. What was wrong with her? Was she doing too much cocaine? No, I don't think Elizabeth I Banks. Think it's, so she alluded to like, yeah, don't do cocaine except for the after party. It's like, it's not cool anymore to allude that you're high on pot because everybody does it. Yeah. And it's legal. I'm saying everybody in legal states in California. Um, so now it's like, uh, we can't. Yeah, Jimmy get- said something about Seth, like, come on, what are you on tonight? Yeah, right, exactly. Which he's admitted that he's high all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. Um, but Elizabeth she- Banks, she is on fire last night. Jamie was like, why is she up there? I was like, oh, honey. She has been killing it lately. I mean, she was behind Cocaine Bear, which was like a huge, I know people are like, what? Huge success, right? She's had a lot of really good production. Her production company has just been like knocking them out of the park lately. So. She also was in one of our awkward moments because she almost fell. On she stage. did, she yeah. She tripped. Yep. And I'm, but know. it kind of was fine because she was like running away from Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yes. So yes. I thought, you know, that I was thought fun. she was just acting, and then I realized it wasn't an act. Um, she had a raspy voice. Um, sorry, my voice. She hasn't said yet. No, I'm this sure she was just at, recovering um, from a cold or something. Or but. maybe partying too hard, screaming. Maybe she was at a party the night before. Yeah. Way, way, we into the it's hours possible. of the morning. I feel like she's like a go-getter. She's not partying late. She's like, I'm off to bed. I got five movies to make. Oh, my gosh. Um, hey, when we come back from Jimmy Kimmel to a couple of awkward moments, you mentioned the uh, slip by Elizabeth Banks, but we've also got Hugh Grant on the red carpet. Oh, oh God. God. It was not good. And Austin Butler apparently was a little awkward with Laverne Cox. You're going to tell us all about it when we come back right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. We almost had a hero moment this weekend. That's what we should call them hero moments. Have you had a hero moment? Well, we almost had one this weekend because Jamie uh, took a shower and he's like, uh, the hot water ran out. I hope our. Uh, 
hot water heater is fine. Turns out everything was okay, but we laughed because we were like, well, if we've got an issue, we know who to call. We'll call the professionals at Hero, who've been keeping Twin Cities homes warm and cozy and with hot running water for well over 100 years. In this time of year, you really need that hot water. You also need heat in your home. So if you've got any issues or something pops up, Give Hero a call. The professionals at Hero will come out to your home, fix the problem the first time. You're not going to have to have them out for that reason. And you'll love the service. You'll love the professionalism because that's been my experience. And if you call Hero today about an issue with your furnace, you'll get $57 off. Call Hero.com and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Is it time for a new... Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's Oscar Monday. You know, who won, who lost, who did some goofy stuff. We are here for it. So last night we had some awkward moments. Um, a few of them that uh, are really just a visual we can talk about that don't have any audio to go along with it. Poor Glenn Close got covid and yeah, she's she not some, at. Uh, she didn't actually go, but that's she, why. Right, she didn't go. Um, and uh, you know, she's had some issues before about. She always has the worst luck at the Oscars. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what the other ones are though. I I don't. If anybody yeah knows out there what happened to Glenn Close in the past, who's saying she that? hasn't made it before for oh. other reasons? Maybe. All right. Well, um, hope she gets better soon. Yes, we. If had, it's COVID. Paxlovid. Saw that That's commercial last right. night. <laughs> yeah. We don't need a commercial. Yeah, do we, we do. We, okay, do. we do. Because people don't know. I Just speaking from personal experience, I talked to a lot of people. They were like, oh, that's a thing? When I recovered from COVID after the Paxlovid love. It's COVID Paxlovid. Paxlovid. I always say it wrong. Anyway, the moral of the story is a lot of people don't know about it, so I'm glad the government's doing it. But it's some... not up to us to make the decision to have the drug. It's up to our doctors. So I would say we don't need advertisements for it. It's not an advertisement. It's a PSA from the government. Okay. From They're the encouraging government. people to ask their doctors if they qualify because it can save your life. Okay. All right. Um, so one of the other awkward moments uh, was um, there was a reporter with... An ABC reporter, and I apologize, I don't know her name, but she was standing next to uh, Kelly. She was standing next to Carson Kressley, who was on the red carpet, champagne carpet, for <laughs> Live with Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. she He had his own microphone for Live with Kelly and Ryan, and she kept take, talking into hers and then putting it up to his. <laughs> like, he already has a oh, microphone, so we don't need to give him That would be me, because well. I would forget. Yes. Like, oh, you've got a mic. Or, you know, when you do that thing where you're not holding the mic, like you're, you're just doing, you know, you put she the mic out to someone else while you're talking. You're like, nope, I got to put it. Yeah. I gotta, okay. Yes. Got it? Okay, no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so um, that was a little awkward for people. Uh, we also have, um, we have a moment. Do you want to talk about Hugh Grant? Oh, yeah. We need to play the awkward moment. It's the elephant in the room. And frankly, I didn't want to listen because I missed that part of the red carpet experience i was you know preparing dinner we had ribs by the way they were very good oh my I would just encourage you to just make ribs more than you think you should because they're <laughs> just real good uh and so easy Ooh. to make anyway i was making the ribs getting uh dinner ready and jamie said oh my god did you see what hugh grant did no i went back and i didn't want to watch because when you know when somebody tells you it's going to be awkward you're like oh 
it's cringy. Well, we need to listen to Hugh Grant being a total D-bag. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, okay. what are you wearing tonight, then? Uh, just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my as, God, Ashley Graham, poor Ashley Graham. As somebody said it better than I did on Twitter, like winner for best actress. Yeah, Ashley Graham putting up with that because she remained calm. Was she sure kind, did. She had another question. Another question. Because uh, that dude was not playing with anything. It's like, well, why are you even taking interviews if you're if you don't want to say anything? And he was there to present an award and then made a joke at his own expense, which fine. But he did call himself a scrotum. Uh, yeah. Which I thought, okay, that's appropriate, but also gross. Um, but you know, like if you're gonna go. And you're part of the telecast. Be ready to play. Be ready to do the thing. And like, if you don't like the thing, great. Tell people after at the after party that it's really annoying for you to have to answer generic questions on the champagne carpet. But in the moment, do you want to look like a complete? Don't don't stop then if you or just, you know, have a little sign that says no interviews, please. I don't know. But it was ridiculous. The first one, he's so obstinate. She's like. Um, what are you, what are you excited to see? And he's like, to see, uh, well, you're going to an award show for a visual medium. Yeah. So you would, what you would see here would be, are there, and she's like, you know, movies that you're hoping win, not really. And then like, she, she's like, you're good in glass onion. He's like, I would have just stopped and like said, well, why minutes. are you here tonight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause exactly. I'm not quite sure. And you don't seem you like wearing... you want to, did you want to be here tonight? Yeah, I mean, who cares if it's Hugh Grant? I'd be like, Mm-mm, you're not going to try to embarrass me. Like, how fun is that? It's It must be, like, why do you come with a grudge to where you're, like, Yeah, it's, it's just, just weird. That's very telling about his character, but that's fine. That, yeah. that was not the only awkward. Well, he also went to Beyonce's party after, so I'm surprised that he was you know what I in did, the mood. What I find interesting, and I couldn't find any response from him this morning or from his people, like, you know, uh, Hugh Grant would like to apologize to... Uh, Maybe he had to go to the bathroom and he was just on his way. I mean, what? No, like, I mean, good luck coming up with an excuse. He was just being a jerk. And I don't think this is the first time we've heard of Hugh Grant being a jerk. So I guess we shouldn't be entirely unsurprised. What I will say in uh, this particular case is that Ashley Graham remained professional, unbothered, unperturbed, like unruffled. I mean, you can see in her eyes. She's like, okay. Right. Okay. Like now I have to try to get somebody on board with what I'm saying when I'm complimenting them. Well, yeah. you know, you probably had a good time. I don't know. Like when, and you didn't have a good time on Glass Onion. Wouldn't okay. anybody. Well, I was only on for 15 seconds. Oh, well, you didn't talk to anybody else. Did you not have any impressions whatsoever? whatsoever? About I would the movie? say, do you feel like your co-stars did a good job then? If you were only in for five minutes, are you proud of your co-stars? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, no, you're not. OK, yeah. bye. What's your favorite color? 
<laughs> I don't know. Just any of them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be obstinate, obviously he just wanted to be obstinate. This but is anyway, just my Ashley suit. Graham. What are you wearing? It's my suit. Okay. Congratulations. You didn't make it, though, did you? I liked that question. But yeah. she said, like, yeah. oh, your yeah, suit. She's like, so shout out to it? the tailor. Yeah. Oh, that was painful. You now. also noticed an awkward moment. I didn't catch this one either. This was between Austin Butler and Laverne Cox. Yes. Now, the audio isn't great because somebody got it off their TV. Oh, okay. Couldn't find it a- anywhere, but it's only 23 seconds. Laverne Cox is, um, you know, I, I think to be up close to him. Who? Who's Austin such a Butler. shining star right now might be a little intimidating. Oh, and sure. Laverne Cox was a little awkward, and he was awkward with her. Oh, no. So let's listen to okay. it. What story are you telling us with this beautiful look tonight? What story am I telling you? Well, I mean, this is Saint and uh, I don't know what story I'm telling you. I just, I just thought it was a beautiful tuxedo. That's the story, then. Thank you, Austin. Best of luck tonight. I'm obsessed with your performance. You're brilliant. Nice to see you. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm obsessed with your performance. What was your story? That is, <laughs> that is a question. What did what? <laughs> I just think that's just, just it's just all that one makes me more uncomfortable than you, Grant. Yeah. Uh, especially just visually, we'll put a link up. But like they're looking right into each other's eyes, and he's sort of trying to get I away. I would not be able to speak words in complete sentences I know. if I was staring into his I eyes. I felt bad for her a yeah. little bit because she was sort of starstruck and caught in his her. orbit. And she's like, I'm obsessed with you. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> exactly. Also, what kind of story, though, does put you on the spot? Like, I don't story. <laughs> Your tuxedo, uh, what's the story? I yeah. mean, the story but here's, is... here's where I here's where I appreciate what she does. How many different ways can you ask the same question? Right. You don't want to ask the same question. Who are you wearing? Okay. And, you know, like like to, to try and add some creativity is a hard yet completely laudable goal. Okay. Let's say that you are on the champagne carpet. Yeah. I am Laverne Cox. And you are ready to play. Yeah. Give us. Okay. So I'm going to ask. So you're going to be Laverne? Yeah. All right. Okay. Hi, Bradley Trainer. Uh, you look so great tonight. Oh my God! Thank you. Uh, yes. So kind of you. Well, I love uh, you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Oh wow. Okay. So, uh, what story are you trying to tell with that tuxedo tonight? Um, hopefully, a story that doesn't show my pit stains. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sweating. <laughs> Like you a you are, know what? Are you nervous? Oh my God! Who wouldn't be nervous? It's the Oscars. I know everybody wants to act like they're all you know comfortable yeah. and fine, and I'm not inebriated. I don't do that, so I have to okay. find other ways to deal with my anxiety. Well, you did such a great job in uh, Elvis. I just I oh, loved thanks. it. You were most I, you people don't know that I'm in that movie. Really? Yeah, they don't even realize. <laughs> okay, well, you were so great, and I'm obsessed with your performance. Thank you. And you should you know be I nervous. sang my own. I numbers? did know that. That's what was part of it that I was obsessed with. Is yeah. that you sang your own Again, numbers. Again, most people don't know that. They don't they're like, You were in Elvis? Yes. And I sang my own numbers. Thank wow. you. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh stopping to talk and good luck tonight. Can I give you a hug? Uh yes. If you want to give me a kiss as well. Okay. We can do that. Tongue? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I mean Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban are I making know, right? out over there. Let's so. show them what yeah. we can do. All right, wow. Bradley. Great job. So you came to play. 
That's what sparks conversation. Then it's easier. I always want it to be easier for the person interviewing me. That's what I, I don't recall the time that I have been interviewed, but I'm saying I, that would be my natural. I will say, and we know this from the jobs that we do each day, that if you bring anxiety or you're unsure of what you're doing in an interview with another person, that's that leaks on to the other person. Like, So the best thing you can do when you're interviewing someone and vice versa when you're being interviewed is to bring some you know, confidence. Confidence and not too familiar because you don't oh, know yeah, that. Sometimes yeah. people, radio sure. hosts, Start to get oh, real chummy. Who are you talking about? No, I'm just yeah. saying in my experience, in the past, you know, my experience. <laughs> okay. like Not are, from noon to three, though. It just, it's it's kind of embarrassing when you're in a studio with somebody who's really like, hey, girl. And you're oh. like, you don't know I'm like that. Oh, sure. You know, and they're like, oh, I just, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, I, went, I go to Kmart, too. And you're like, shut up. I feel like there's a story here, and I want well, it. I've, I've had co-hosts that are just in the past that get are too familiar. not in Minnesota. Everybody here is awesome and a professional on my talk. Well, so. hopefully we can get those stories off the air uh, in the break, <laughs> because when we come back, we have to talk about none other than uh, two, uh, the answer to two questions. Yes. One, why was Jessica Chastain wearing a mask? And yeah. could the person behind Thames... She had that beautiful white gown see in front of her. Mm -hmm. We'll answer both those questions when we return right here on My Talk 1071. So this happened on Lori and Julia. The serial pieces were meant to resemble the film's cute, furry character Gizmo. Oh, oh, Guanamo. No, no, no. Yoda. Yoda, the little um, Gizmos. Great, great. What was Goozies? What were they called? Great, grubbies. I do not remember. No, neither can I. I'm so close. I'm so close. What were they? The little, little Mikrax. The little. The little, oh the little furry, nah, and they said, ah, Gerbys, Gerbys, Gerbers, Gerbers. How about this? You're going to know this. You probably drove this car. Gremlin. Oh, my God. That was so easy. <laughs> you got it so fast. Lori and Julia, it's been over 20 years of moments like this, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. The Little Blind Spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. Gloria, the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. So we have some questions for some of the things that happened at last night's Oscar Awards, the 95th annual Oscar Awards. I can't believe it. Let's what make happened? A point, let's make a point to be in at the Oscars for the hundredth. Whatever oh, we need sure. to do. So we have seven years to try to figure that out. 
Five years? Oh, I'm sorry, five years. Right? It was the 95th yeah, last 95th. night? Yeah, 95th. Yeah. We have five years to figure it out. What are you going to do? How are we going to get there? I'm just You're going to date go. somebody famous? I'm sorry. Girl. What are your skills? Why don't we try to be famous instead of like, oh, our only way in is to date famous. Oh. Well, first of all, unless Jamie starts an acting career, that's not happening. Oh, right. Which he he would be delightful. He would be such a great leading man. Anyway, uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, how are you going to get there? Um, I'm going to get there through art department. Sheer determination. I've done that will. before. Art department. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Okay. I'm going to do uh, celebrity Merkins. Oh, my. Yeah, I have a friend Costuming. who uh, makes Merkins and wigs sure. in theater. And I'm going to have her teach me how. I'm going to become her understudy. And then... <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> hey I'm going to study under... Anyway, that's irrelevant. Why are we here? We're doing that because we need to find out the quickest path for us to get there in five oh, years. Oh, that's right. Got it. I think that the acting thing is. I think we just could get press. For me. We could get press credentials. That's our only way in. Honey. Okay, that's fine. Or I, we could be seat fillers. I'd be. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Or gift bag deliverers. Yeah. Or last night they had uh, a snack pack that they put under the seats, which had pretzels. Let's see. It was pretzels. What else? Jimmy Kimmel for the first time ever. At the Oscars, he got the people in the seats some snacks. Oh my god! And underneath was a, a can of water, a pretzel, like a soft pretzel. Oh, and something else. Oh, I can't remember if it was cookies or some kind I of snack. Miss that part. Yeah. Anyway, um, great. That's, that's what I'm going to. We noticed snacks. some things though about the broadcast last night that we wanted you know, to bring up. Yeah. So you know, like I'm sitting there on the couch for three and a half, four hours of my life, actually more if you consider the champagne carpet. Uh, so you start to pay attention to things and they kind of take on a story of uh, their own. And sometimes they're just like little bits that eat away at your brain. Like, oh, I wonder why that mm. is right. Like, for example, the champagne carpet. I wonder why it was a champagne carpet. Well, one of the other things I noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Jessica Chastain was like the only person wearing a mask, like legit pan the audience. No masks. Jessica Chastain mask. Now, maybe back further, there were people wearing masks. I don't know. But like the main thrust, no masks. She and I only noticed this because, again, I didn't see her on the red carpet. I was mostly listening. The she takes the mask off when Jimmy Kimmel is doing his audience questions right. to answer his question. She and I was backed like, away a little bit towards her date. Yeah, well, but she takes it off and then she just starts talking. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I, you know. I like look. I don't judge people. Have all sorts of reasons for wearing masks, but I'm still curious, right? Like none of her other peers are. I wonder what that's about. Well, maybe she just had COVID, or maybe she was just exposed to COVID. But so I, it's probably because she's in a doll's house. Well, on that's Broadway. why. So I went googling to find out the answer, and what I will say is, uh, there was a whole story at the Hollywood Reporter that checked on Jessica Chastain and her masking because that's the world we live in. And they did the due diligence. And they said, in fact, that, you know, it created this whole sort of stir online because, of course, everything like you show up at the Oscars and people are going to have opinions. Um, and some people are like, why is she still wearing a mask? Yeah, it's not and about some, that. And some people were like, I'm so proud of her for wearing a mask. And other people pointed out, well, actually, as you just said, she is uh, on Broadway in a doll's house and has talked about the fact that she doesn't want to get her fellow cast sick. 
And that because they, you know, they have like a rigorous testing schedule. And so, and she said specifically uh, at another award show earlier this season, quote, I'm a little nervous about getting sick, but I got my mask. You have to be so careful in the theater because I don't want to let my cast down. Because, of course, unlike a movie where you can just let's all take a break for five minutes until you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like the show must go on. Right. And there are not only your your uh, fellow actors on stage with you, but I always think about all the audience members who spent all their money for that ticket and they came to New York specifically. They want to see you play. And it's like they spent, you know. A lot of people can't afford to go see five Broadway shows when they're there. They just go for one. It's like concert destinations, except for theater. And I've seen locally here theater productions that, you know, have to get canceled, unfortunately, different performances here and there because of illness. And you assume it's, you know, probably COVID or something related. So I could totally understand her being. But anyway, that was just one I was like, I wonder why she's wearing a mask, you know? Right. And I'm sure there's an understudy and everything, but people want to see Jessica Chastain. Now, the other other moment that I think thought like oh tell me more about what's going on here so Thames who is a Nigerian singer songwriter she co-wrote the song in Wakanda the one that we picked for best song which sadly did not win she showed up in this amazing ethereal cloud-like gown yes on the red carpet yes beautiful beautiful but it's got that big, like, sort of, not headpiece. What would you call that? I'm not a fashion person. It's a wrap person. that comes from the bodice of her dress up all the way over her shoulder and just encompasses her whole head. Well, she caused quite the stir when she sat down. <sighs> because they pan to the audience, and she's in the audience. She's literally, like, oh, has this aura of a gown that's just sort of blocking the people uh, around and behind her, and of course, you can imagine social oh. media went bonkers. Oh my gosh, yes! And I, uh, there's a picture here in this article from today yeah. where she's being seated first, so she can get her dress because the train is also super long too. So yeah. they're actually helping helping her position inside. You know, the seat. Yeah. It's like a long wedding dress almost. One of the people who tweeted said, imagine waiting your whole life to be at the Oscars and you end up sitting behind a stratus cloud. (laughs) I just, I I don't know. I I don't know exactly who was sitting behind her, but you have to believe they were like, "Um, do we have like a phone book I can sit on? Oh, God. So I can see beyond her dress. Um, But that took up, like every time they panned the audience, it was just this like glowing aura. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she looked like an angel in the middle. But but it is a little weird. Like, I would feel, um, I'm not telling her how to feel, but I would feel (laughs) She was obviously not bothered by it. She wasn't bothered. I would feel like, oh, no, oh, boy, I just, I feel like I should do something about this. Like, if there's some, obviously, it has some wiring in it to make it stand up like that. Can we bend it down? (laughs) For the performance, it should have been like a convertible, like up, like top, a, up or top down. down like, yeah, burr, honestly, burr. the designer probably is, um, and it was Lever Couture, I believe. Sure, I'm not fancy enough to know who Lever so, is. So, do you think that they reconsidered their design? They could have built a lever into the gown. <laughs> yes, I, I will say, as a I tall person, like, oh, I, no. I partially feel her pain in that. I mean, I don't think she was sweating it, but like, I am a person that like I. I don't remember 
always that if I'm sitting straight up in my seat, like, for example, even like at um, at the Orpheum or something like mm-hmm. that, I'm fully aware that I'm pr- 